Yo. Oh, hello. What's going on? Oh, you know, college football Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm over here watching this Memphis and UCF game. I'm watching the Louisville Notre Dame game. These uh, these Irish boys, they just tried a uh, a fake field goal and got stuck. Still 6-0? It's still 6-0. And then this big dude from Notre Dame, he comes over and just clobbers his own teammates so he looks like he's getting the finish of the play. Like, yeah, it's a loaf, buddy. It's a loaf. Damn. I was watching the uh, Georgia Tech-Clemson game. That was a freaking beatdown. Yeah, Clemson's just too good this year. I mean, they're just – they're like an NFL team in college. Yeah, Trevor Lewis is a beast. Dude's a monster. It's uh, almost halftime here with the Louisville game, and Louisville is not showing they're going to get any type of score. Yeah, I'm over here looking at it now. They, it's just crazy to see 6 0 and <laughs> two quarters into it. I mean, this is the number four team in the country we're playing, so, you know, shout out to the city. Let's go crazy, baby. I like Malik Cunningham. He's a pretty good quarterback uh, for our system. You said three year? No, I think he's a pretty good quarterback for our system. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Louisville, um, I know that, you know, the heyday was with Bridgewater. Oh, no, 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 sir. The heyday huh? started started with Michael Bush and Brian Brown, Mario Rudy. And oh, yeah, Andy that's Douglas. true. That's true. Uh, but know, they will always make a late fall in the season, Smith. though. Uh yeah, well, I mean, Michael Bush broke his he broke his leg in the first game of the year, and they ended up going to win the Orange Bowl. That was the first big bowl they ever won. And then Teddy Bridgewater came in, they won the Sugar Bowl against Florida. Yeah. The Orange Bowl, they gave us Wake Forest. But we were so mad. We were like, that's who you're going to give us? That's so disrespectful. Like, we should – okay, Louisville, big, big game right there. Big game right there. Uh, big run. Big run. Yeah, that was Hawkins. Nice, I question nice some of the co- some of the play zone. calling for some of these teams. Um. Well, I don't. I mean, here's the deal. Like second second half, run the football to get out of there. If you get some traction, then you might be able to throw the football. You know, look at them now throwing the football with the boot. He's gonna throw it out of bounds. You know, 25 seconds still left on the clock. It, it, it's all a, it's all a thing about look. They were in, they were backed up in their own territory. Why well, throw the football and throw a pick, and then give Notre Dame a chance to score for some more points? It's just that's not logical. Run the football, you know, just get a first down so you don't have to punt it. You know what I mean? You do, and then if you get a big game like they just did, then you can take a shot. Yeah, Obviously, the, the shot didn't work. I didn't, I didn't like that play call, but yeah. Well, not, I wasn't really questioning Louisville play calling, but like a lot of teams play calling. I think they make wow. the game a little bit too difficult than what it should be. Too many reads. Yeah, yeah way too. It's, it's sitting here, they're trying to complicate the hell out of the game. It's like the game's already complicated enough, but it it's, is what it is. 11 athletic players running at you full speed trying to make it to the NFL. 
Man. Or make it to the Hall of Fame. I don't think we should do any but, extra shit. Well, they they gotta they gotta be able to have the capacity to learn. The NFL's not easy to learn. They got their playbooks are thick. They they throw it on the desk. They tell you go learn it. That's what it is. Yeah. And these guys got to be smart. You know, they they always try to make the assumption that jocks are stupid. Like, hey, dude, your ass couldn't learn a playbook and do this shit correctly with your body. Yeah, and go out there with you know with nothing. Everything's got to be memorized. Everything's got to be recited. Everything's got to be timed. You know, you got to rep it like over and over and over. It's it's just it's a hard process. Football, any sports, more mental than it is physical. Definitely, I was just speaking about that last night. How or was it this morning? Last night, one of them. How athlete, <laughs> athletes, <laughs> athletes, they used to have a narrative that. Um, they were dumb, you know, athletes were dumb. Maybe in like the 70s, 80s, they probably really were dumb, 70s, 80s, 90s. They were book smart dumb, right? And then I feel like the time just wasn't put into athletics. But it's like once the 2000s hit, there was more investments put into the sport on the off the field narrative, right? Training, books, all that. And I feel like athletes progressed, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the mind state. So, you know, you got guys who went to college who play NFL, they come back and help out more, you know, yourself. Look look at yourself. You know, you coaching. And it's a bunch of other guys like yourself who go back and coach and help train on a day-to-day, have talks with the players. And it probably wasn't like that in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It was like, shit, I make it. I got to go get a job. That's it. I'm not helping out. But I feel like nowadays, there's so many more uh, people helping in the sport that's helping the sport progress and helping athletes change that narrative and, you know, not be considered necessarily dumb. Right. I can see what you're saying with that. That makes I mean, and I think that also goes to show with how society just handled everybody too. You know, I think they gave athletes a lot of stuff way back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. they gave them free passes and they gave them, you know, grades or they gave them this. You know, there's plenty of players that just were given stuff. Uh, I think nowadays you have to earn it a little bit more in certain areas and then, you know, probably goes the same way here. There's still give and take. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like the old narrative used to be like the poorest, the dumbest dude be the best athlete. You know, now you got like some of the smartest, most richest kids that's the best athletes. Um, And it just, it's just funny how the narrative has changed over the years. So I'm I'm liking where sports are at. You know what I'm saying? It's still some uh, injustices in the sport where there's boosters and all of that shit, you know. But overall, I like what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think these kids should get paid. Oh, they didn't they change the rule? Yeah, they did change the rule. They changed some. Some of them get paid. It just depends on like you got to be at a big school basically to get paid. But it's like there's no way the NCAA is making millions off these kids. And Louisville just caught a, a completion, so where they now they can get a field goal. Uh, attempt. It's four seconds left in the second half, in the second quarter, in the first half, excuse me. Uh, so, but, yeah, I think these kids, like, I think all of them should be able to get paid. Like, and I mean, more than what they probably are getting paid, if they are getting paid at all. Like, there's no way that the kids in Division three shouldn't get some type of money. Like, they still, they still make the most money for their school. Mm-hmm. Like, their school can function because of those kids. Like, what are you talking about? Like, football at high school levels. You know, I'm not saying high school athletes should get paid by any means, but high school levels, football makes the money for the schools. The reason kids can do half the stuff they – other sports, not just football. 
football pays for basketball tournaments in high school. So they who? You know, football pays, like, in, at least in Kentucky, football pays for uh, basketball tournaments in Kentucky. Like the, the – The money, oh, yeah, rolls over. Yeah, like the state tournament to make sure that all the kids can get their buses and stuff like that. I'm, I, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. I might be completely wrong, but I, that's what I believe. That's what I think it is. I think I think I heard that or read that somewhere. Eh, throw it in the trash. Oh yeah, Louisville missed the field goal. They they clipped the bottom of the crossbar. Hit the weight room. Hit the weight room, Cuzzo. What do you What do you got cooking up for this weekend, Chan? Uh, I got family that came into town, so we're gonna probably be heading over there in a little bit. I'm gonna try to do a little business today as well. Got a big week next week. I'm traveling, Uh-oh. getting prepared to do some meetings. Uh, traveling, going to Atlanta next week. So, uh oh, big moves over here. Big moves. Trying to get ready for that, man. It's you know it's just quarter four of the year, so shit, man. A lot of people are. Anxious and moving around because at the top of the year they want to they want to be on top of it. So this weekend, just trying to clean up all the paperwork. This is like halftime's over with. Yes, sir. Uh, it's time to turn up the heat, you know, and, and go into the second half willy nilly style. Mm-hmm. You know, all guns are blazing. Yes, sir. Best offense, best defense, best special teams. You know, it's, it's crazy because it's like. Life is, I can't say life is in the prepping for the playoffs, but it feels like life is prepping for the playoffs just the way the, the world is turning, right? It's like we're 20 years into 2000. Technology is pumping up heavier than ever. You know, cryptocurrency is out. It's just a different DNA. So it's interesting to see, like, Everything is damn near new. Like it's all the rules are being rewritten right now, you know. So wait till what I can't wait. I mean, I probably won't see it. I'm twenty. I'll be twenty eight this month. Uh, I probably won't see what happens in the next eighty years. Like it, you know, at year eighty, I might be gone by then. I don't know. I'd be one hundred eighty if that was the case. But I think our technology is gonna like take off. Like we're just at the beginning of the. the are you? The millennium. Are you gonna see it? It's gonna go crazy. <laughs> It's gonna go crazy. You gonna see it. These big. You gotta think like twenty years ago. Shit, nothing was out Man. in terms of what's out today. So twenty years from now, I mean, I'm, we gonna see some crazy shit. And so I'm, I'm ready to see what that is, though. You know. Yeah. Oh, so I'm excited. Not really, because then I gotta learn some new shit about it. But hopefully, I'm rich enough to pay somebody to do it for me one day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I could dig it. Uh, it was talking about homecoming season as well. Today is uh, this this the weekend that uh, Clark Atlanta and Spellman and Morehouse usually have their uh, homecoming. Yeah, Kentucky State too. This is our homecoming week right oh, now. Oh yeah, what y'all doing? Yeah, they got they got a, a from what I heard from one of my old heads, they got a convention party type deal, whatever. They're kicking they're tailgating, I guess, at Shawnee Park. And then tomorrow, the youngsters, we got a uh we got a day party going. I think I'm gonna slide the day party. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, I might I might step in there and just see people say hey for a second and bounce out of there because you know I still got business to attend to myself on on the weekends. It's it's crazy, but it's what it is. The day and age. It's this day and age, you got to keep going. Everybody's everybody's on their toes, moving about, trying to get the next the next thing going. Hell yeah. Oh, I did my comedy set this week. Talk to us. Let us know what happened, Nate. Give us the truth. We want the call. (laughs) Well, guys, truth is, I ain't good, but I don't suck. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I got some laughs. I got some laughs, but I got a lot of room to grow. A lot of room to grow, but I'm excited. It felt good. You know what it felt like? Uh, Remember your first your first college game, like we were starting. Yeah, it was like Damn. I played, but I didn't do great. You know what I'm saying? But I did. I played though. So yeah. that's like the positive. Like, like, like I played. I did. I did my job well enough that you know I feel confident that I won't lose my job. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I got a lot of room to grow. I got a lot of room to progress. But I'm excited, man. It was fun. I, I'm I'm trying to look for my next open mic to do, like within the next week or two. Okay. Um, I had a good time doing it. They laughed. Um, they laughed quite a bit. My first joke was pretty funny. I'm not gonna say it on here. I got. I. I you're gonna have to come to the to the open mics. Well, so like, did you have enough planned out to where you was able to finish your whole routine, or like? Yeah, I had like I had like two or three that I, my foundational jokes and everything else was just kind of off the cuff. So it wasn't really a routine to it. It was more so just like, you know, after my little my, my couple jokes, they laughed at all my jokes. It was like, oh, they went well. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, I just kind of I kept going. And, you know, I was up there for about six or seven minutes. Uh I was just happy it didn't boot me off. Like from there, I was like, "That's success." You know what I mean? Like I didn't get booed off my first time. Like, go crazy. Um, but you know, it was a good time, man. I, I got a little too, too messed up. Uh, I would say, don't drink too much, guys. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I had a good time, man. It was a good crowd. Um, and I definitely see myself doing it again. My stage name is, of course, Nate did it. You know, how did you? How did you? Uh, like, was you like in it, or like, what? What's the hard part about it? You know. Uh, I mean, when I was in there, I felt like there was probably like ten to fifteen people in there, and I just looked at the room like it was nobody in there. Like I was just talking, and I mean, I was like, I was zoned in. Like I was definitely like. Nothing could nothing could phase me at that moment. I, I couldn't he I couldn't hear anything, but if they laughed or not, you know, I was times I could tell that I was like, yeah, that probably was a little that wasn't funny. But you know, I because I definitely had a couple jokes I didn't laugh at, and it was just like you know, hey, it's kind of expected here. I actually didn't expect you to laugh at maybe but one, you know. So I'm winning, and she laughed at three. Congratulations. Okay. It was that type of time. But it was, yeah, it was. And, and the crazy thing is I there was like six or seven comics that came to this open mic, and I only had the ability to watch one because I can't, I don't know, I get jittery. 
I get like butterflies and stuff in my stomach and I got to move around. So I had to go outside and I had to, I had to pace for a little second. Like I just, I, I was amped up. I was ready to hit somebody. Like I was about to play a game, man. <laughs> One thing you don't want to see me doing is headbutting the next comment. Like, let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> Keep that energy, fucker. <laughs> Take this shit too serious. Because I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a high energy guy, and it'll come off like I take it too serious, just to just to give me some, some, you know, I don't know, kind of calm me down a little bit, I guess. Like, oh god, I want to do stand up someday. That's one of my goals. It's one of my, what's it called, bucket list items. Oh man, just, 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 just do it, there. just do it. But I don't know. It's like because I'm not the type of guy to prepare, so I know I wouldn't come with a routine. I mean, you know. So yeah, what? I just kind of freestyle and wing it. But I'm like, I got to be like three shots deep of cognac and a half a blunt of marijuana. And <laughs> I feel like that's enough for me to be in my zone, you know, like right there in the middle. And I want a small room. I don't want like a, a big room or anything, small room. And just talk my shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready for a big room either. Uh, I definitely had. I, I was a guy that had a drink in his hand doing stand. Ah, you were one of those guys. <laughs> oh, that guy. I'm one of those guys. Like, hold on, let me drink real fast. Nice. Really, that's a lot of swag, though, to have a drink in your hand. That's a lot of swag. That tells a lot about your confidence. You were really. You had a drink in hand, so that means a lot to the culture. So keep that up. Man, <laughs> wow, that's good shit right there. You know, I had to go out there Ron White style just a tad bit. Did you invite your mom? I didn't invite anybody I knew because it was like if I sucked, I didn't want nobody to see it. I could, <laughs> then they could ask me like, "How'd it go? It went. <laughs> you weren't there, thank God." <laughs> this is underground. Yeah, the next one I'm gonna invite. I'm gonna invite the family. I don't know if I'll be able to invite my mom. My mom will just uh, okay. She'll look at me. She'll listen. Like, oh my gosh, she said that. Oh, oh, oh. And I'll be like, oh, mom, no, you shouldn't have heard that. It wasn't what you think it was. <laughs> All right, but it's it's a good time. It's a good time up there, man. It's it's a different kind of energy. You know, the room was was it a white it was crowd? A, it was a good good mood. Uh, it was a mixture. It was a mixture. I was nervous because there's a little bit more white people than there was black people, and you know, okay. Uh, my jokes could probably be a little too offensive at yeah. times, you know. But like I told them there, if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Mm. That's the way to make some friends, you know. Uh... <laughs> That's the whole way to make some friends. And they enjoyed it. It's a beautiful thing. Miami threw a pop pass for a touchdown. Uh, we called that the other night. Uh, we called that Friday night. Scored a sixty-yard touchdown on a pop pass. I don't know why people don't use their tight ends more often because they're hard to defend. But you know, hey, who am I to judge? Yes, sir. I don't understand the guys that like to spread so much. Like, if I can get a tight end six-five, six-six, you know, two hundred and 40, 250 pounds that can run a four six forty, and they can block like a lineman. 
I want that every time over some skinny receiver who's going to – he's just not going to be able to hold up a, a Sam linebacker. I mean, it's just, you know. You need somebody with some real size. Yeah. Or maybe not some – I don't know. It's just, it's just – it's different, too, because you expect receivers to go catch footballs. You know what I mean? But with tight ends, you don't know what to expect right then and there because, you know, they block on the line with the linemen, but you also know they go out for passes like the receiver. So it's hard for somebody just to match up with them. And a lot of a lot of linebackers aren't 6'5". They're 6'2". Or they're 6'1". You know what I mean? It's hard to match up with a guy who's got two or three inches on you and can jump like a basketball player and go up and get the football. Or is big and strong and, and a burly body that can just box you out like a, like he's about to go for a rebound. You know what I mean? Like it's – Tight ends to be utilized, especially if you got two of them. Nobody can defend two tight ends on the field, like not not consistently. They're just they're so hard. They're so hard to beat. Hell yeah. On an every everyday basis, hell yeah. Oh man, it's I love tight ends, especially when you got them to the run game. You know, they're just especially for stretch or if you're using them to wrap around and go smack a linebacker because they got speed and they got. They got some nuts about them, you know. Especially, oh, especially if you get one, it's good. It'll just drop his nuts and say, "Fuck you, I'm a, I'm a ball player." Like I don't care who the, who it is, line him up. I'm gonna go smack him, coach. I got you. Job's done. I, um, you know, I played a little tight end H back in college freshman year, freshman and oh, sophomore did you? year. Okay, I was more so like two thirty, two forty, but that was like in my like heavy bench pressing days, like. Before I understood that, like college football is all about speed, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was I was not afraid mm-hmm. to take on anybody. You know, I was I don't know, I was just fucking fearless with it. I, I love playing that position. Really, I mean, it was a lot of fucking blocking, but you know, it's fun. You get a lot of action. The blocking is action. You know, it's like the second best thing to getting the ball. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's it's. I think. It, I mean, I don't know. I've never really got to play with the football. Cause I, I was a lineman my whole life, but I love. Play no tight end, especially when you got the pool. I played some tight end, yeah, but they, you know, quarterbacks they like to throw the ball to receivers. Damn. No, I mean, and, and I was in a wing T offense, bro. Like we didn't throw the football; we ran it. You know, come on. Like tight end didn't get no action. I only played tight end my freshman year. We and because we ran the wing T. I was 6'4", 230 pounds playing offensive guard. Damn. But, hey, I got the college playing offensive line, so that's what that is. That's all that matters. All that matters. School got paid for, baby. School got paid for. And I had a good time, and I loved it. You got to hit people for a living. Like, you know you're built different when you get to wake up and you, you enjoy going to hit somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I liked it. I still – I wish I could still play football from time to time just to wake up and go hit you're somebody. You're a tough motherfucker, then. Nah, hey, man, I just I'm – I'm not that tough. You know? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. But not, not in the sense of, like, I'm a really badass. I don't need to whoop anybody. I just – I can take a hit or I can lay a hit. I like the hit. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you're just tough. You got to accept that you're probably like top 5% of tough motherfuckers. <laughs> Not too many people are willing to get out there as a grown adult to go out there and fucking lay wood to the next man. 
hey, you know, I do it with some of the some of my kids that I coach and some of the guys that I train. And I tell you what, some of them just hit, man. It's just like shit. You you hit it, you feel it, and you're just like that hurt, but it felt good. Like what the fuck? come on, let's do it again. Let's go again. Like you, you gotta, you know, those hits hurt. Let's not get it twisted. Those hits hurt, but you gotta be crazy at some point. Like there's, uh, if you play football, there's something in your mind that is <laughs> off. I ain't gonna say wrong. It's just off, especially when you go to the next level at the college level. Like you got some screws loose because yo, we played so much faster yeah. in college than we did high school. Like the the hits aren't even comparable. That's a fact. You got a couple, a handful that could be comparable, sure. But when we're talking about like real, real hits where people are just losing helmets and getting depleted or breaking legs and tearing <laughs> ACLs, like you, know, you don't see that as much in high school. Letting loose on each other. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, something's wrong with you, bro. Like, I done tore my shoulder in half, my labor in two places in the same season. I done tore my MCL. Like, I had a guy deliberately dive into my knee as I was blocking somebody. The ball was already released from the quarterback's hand, and he just dove into my knee. Like, that's that's the kind of game we play. We're the gladiators. You know what I'm saying? You got to just accept it. That's what it is. Like, hey, I signed up for this. I knew that could happen. I knew somebody could just be an asshole and say, you know, forget this guy. Let me run through his knee. All right. That's what it is. But it ain't going to hold me down. I got my ass back up. And I yeah. I think it's like the most manliest thing that you can do, you know, growing up in America. It's like play football, right? It's like there's no better feeling than getting hurt and going home to your girls. Like, yeah, I'm hurt. It's like it's, it's the glory in it, you know? Like, I, I just liked it because it made you feel alive. and You know what I mean? Like you go work out or you go hit, you know, it makes you feel alive, and then it builds camaraderie, man. Like, there's, you, you learn how to really be a teammate. You learn how to really be disciplined and really hold yourself accountable because you got a job to do. And if you can't get that job done, okay, who is that? you know you're letting you're letting other people okay, down. Okay, I can respect that. I enjoyed my time with the game. Um, I got hurt. One time, seriously, my whole career, I don't, I never went to the doctor or hospital, so I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was something with my back. But I took a shot, you know, I was rolling out, it was high school senior year, I was rolling out, and um, we were playing like a top 10 team in the state. Man, the fucking guy, like, I was, I was rolling to my left and I went to make a like a, a, a pass off one foot, you know, kind of like a Derek Jeter type thing going on. And this fucking D defensive end comes smack me, knock me on my feet. I did a fucking 360 in the air. I really wish I could go back and look at that tape and see how high I really got hit. But I mean, I took a fucking shot, man. I landed. My back was just fucking. I'm pretty sure I like pulled a muscle some type of way. But hey, yeah. I've been there. I was a long okay. snapper as well. I was. When I came out of high school, I was top 25 wow. long snapper in the country. And uh, my punter and me, we'd, we'd been snapping him. Uh, I'd been snapping him since seventh grade. And he got hurt our senior year against Trinity, who's one of the – we played them. I just coached against them. They're one of the best teams in the country every year. And uh, my backup punter shanked it 
And that's how I, I got hit. Somebody just cracked back me. And I got tossed in the air and did a 360 and landed on my back. So I know exactly how that feels. I couldn't get out of bed for three days. You, my man, out there. I've disconnected a little bit. Here we are, back in action. No, what? So what now? I said I'm trying to think. What's the uh, what's your official word for for you got it? For the rest of the, with your team this season, uh, I mean, we just got to win out. One, it's, but it's one game at a time. You know, it's one play at a time. It's one guy doing his job. You know, trusting his, trusting the next man to do his job. Uh, I just one of my one of my best linemen uh, potentially just tore his MCL and ACL last night. He got rolled up on. Damn. Uh, so I don't. I gotta play around with the line now, and I gotta make some adjustments. But it'll get done, and we're gonna be able to move this football. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about fucking Nick Saban coming back to coast tonight? Oh, uh, you know it's what's up, man. Come on, like you know, he, three negative tests. He should be able to coach. He doesn't have COVID. That's what that is. <laughs> I think it's like the ghettoest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Like, why the fuck are you coming back? I get it, but I then I recognize George's number three, so it kind of made me think. But it's like, damn, man, you just had fucking COVID. Like, man, you know, he's got three negative tests. The man don't have it no more. Go ahead, make something happen, Malik Cunningham. Third and medium right there. Let's go. Come on, let's move this football. Get a first down. I'm a, I'm a big Louisville Cardinals fan. All right, you know, hometown. Grew up watching them. We're, we're hitting some bumps in the road, but, yeah, let's get it. Third and five. I could probably commentate this game, too. <laughs> you hey, that might be game? some shit to get into, though. I mean, <laughs> you could get a fucking radio channel and live talk to games. You know, that might be something to do. I wonder how would you set that up? Like, I'm too I'm, – I cuss too much for that. I mean, but that's the point, though. Like, it would be like pay-per-view – you know what I'm saying? It's not for fans. Hey, got a first down, motherfuckers. It's be like for primetime Louisville fans who really love football but don't have some fun listening. Because that was an idea we had for I Just Order. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we were trying to set up to where people can, you can live stream to anybody you want while watching live games. Like, say if you want to watch a Lakers game with Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would damn near commentate the game from Snoop, Snoop Dogg's perspective. Like, and you'll pay like a dollar to watch it, you know. But instead of having it tuned into your normal fucking Mike Breen or whoever the fuck, it'll be Snoop Dogg. And you know, he'd be cussed and talking and shit. But I think that's some that's a new level of commentating now, I think, that they should add in. Because you know, virtual TV with all this uh pandemic basketball kind of made us think of some shit to come up with, but true, definitely true. No fans is kind of shitty, so 
I mean, I would listen to you talk about <laughs> Louisville from a regular person's perspective. It's like it's cussing. It's like you're still talking football, but it's like it's fun. Like, yeah, this is just horrific. These these linemen are getting destroyed by Notre Dame front seven. This number forty one looks like a a, a fucking refrigerator from nineteen fifties. Damn. Notre Dame what are they doing? Who do you, why did you not pull that football? It makes no sense. The dude squeezed down like Malik Cunningham just watched it happen and gave the, gave the running back the football anyways. What are you doing? You know, they run the, the zone read. So, just, if he pulled that football, he would have had a play. I don't understand. What, what is he seeing? Good pickup running back. I like when a running back goes, sticks his nose, and hits a linebacker. It just... Now Malik Cunningham wants to run and make a play. It's fourth and fucking three now, you dipshit, instead of first and ten. Goofball. Man, should have took should've did the zone read, man. You know, hey, that's what it is. Well, you got uh, – what's in Atlanta? Are you meeting up with somebody special in Atlanta? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm meeting up with the Falcons. <laughs> oh! Yeah, it's big time. It's going down, Nate's. It's money time, man. They invited us to the game, gave us some tickets. I guess it's like maybe only like 500 people attending. And I'm like one of the 500. And so we've got a big, big thing coming out with the with, with the Falcons that we preparing to launch. Well, really the whole city of Atlanta, but um, we're going to launch it with the Falcons first. So They just got the first step. That's huge. Yeah. Bro, that is huge. It's- I'm excited for you. That, that's that's like scoring a touchdown, just getting one of those 500. Like, it's like a gold ticket of Willy Wonka. You know Dude. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yeah. You know, that, that that's amazing. You know, good, congratulations. Thanks, brother. Let's, you know, it's time, to, it's, it's time to enjoy it now and, and turn up the heat a little bit with the enjoyment. You know, put, yeah, some, yeah. put pressure on the business, baby. Put pressure on the business. At all times, man. Um... Yeah, it was kind of shit cool. You said like a Willy Wonka ticket. Man. Yeah, because they, they just not letting fans back in. So, you know, I'm going to be one of the first ones. And then they playing Detroit Lions, so it's like hometown game. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good feel for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fun. We're going to do a lot. Of t- I'm going to actually go out there Friday. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm actually go to Detroit Thursday and then go to Atlanta Friday. And then be there from Friday to Monday. And I'm gonna hang out there a little bit, kick some shit, meet meet with some good people, and move around and try to get as much done as I can in that four day window. Okay, okay. If you get this gig, you know you gotta hire me. Oh no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is like I fucking love Atlanta, you know, like I'd rather be in Atlanta than Dallas personally, be just because from the business perspective. Um, okay, but um, Dallas has the money, right? Dallas is that's where all my money is, so it's hard for me to just get up and leave the money. Hey, I understand that, and so that's the only fucking thing. It's like, all right, you know, I I, I think two years more of Dallas, and I'll be satisfied with what I got going on. But you know, they they just keep giving me money. <laughs> Dallas just keeps giving me money, so. Hey, we got a new account over here for you. Come over here and talk. It's to working. Me. Yeah, so well, Atlanta's giving me the it. access, you know. Oh, of course, Atlanta's the hot spot. 
Yeah, they're giving me the access. So. Louisville just completed a pass to the first uh, to the first and goal. So, see how this goes. Run it in. Nope, throws it in, and it's a touchdown. There we go. Through it's uh, Mr. Ford over there. Mr. Ford is a Ballard graduate. How many guys from Louisville are actually from that squad? Uh, there's a, there's a couple from he, the guy that just uh, scored the touchdowns from Louisville. How is he? Yeah, he played at Ballard High School. Okay. He's a baller. That's where I coach at. I didn't get the coaching, but I trained him uh, at the gym. Okay. Yeah, the kid. He's, he's he was a kid that kind of just snuck up out of nowhere and just kind of work started working out and just and he got he just developed the body through the weight room and through getting faster and working on his agility. Uh, Mr. Marshawn Ford, everybody, hello, number eighty-three for U of L. Go crazy, young man. It's always exciting to see a kid from the city go crazy on the city's team, and you'll get you'll get about ten to fifteen on on the team each year. I mean, it's a good number. Hell yeah! What's the best athlete you've seen come out of Louisville? Like during your during our our year? During our years? Yeah. Um, are we talking about skill position only? All positions, just like okay. the most talented guy you've ever seen. Out of our years, mm-hmm. uh, like, Mike, like, like from ranging from like plan- 2007 to 2012. 2007 to 2012. Oh, this is in high school or college, high school, like just yeah, yeah, coming out of high school. school. This is easy, Vic Anderson. Who's that? Oh, dude, he played at the Louisville and then he went on to play at the CFL, but he was a running back. Uh, he went to San Xavier High School. Yo, this dude, he he was one of the only guys, he's the only guy I've ever seen do it in high school where he could run full speed and cut and stay full speed. Like, there was no drop-off when he made his cut to his transition speed. It was there. Damn. You know, so it was it was beautiful. And then, I, I mean, I watched him one time score a touchdown and jump on top of a – Five foot fence, or four four foot fence, excuse me, and just stand there and go crazy toward the crowd. Like he's a freak, you know. His legs are ridiculously strong. I've heard some stories about him being in the weight room, being able to put up some, some nice, nice weight. Uh, but that's for another day. The dude was just—he was a freak. What year was he? Uh, I want to say he was about 2007 was his senior year. Might have been 2006. Might have been 2006, but that was the dude. I mean, even if it's 06, I got to put that guy in there. He was. uh, Well, I grew up watching him, really. I was in, like, middle school when he was in high school. What's funny about Louisville, (laughs) a guy from Saginaw was a part of that scandal that got Rick Patino fired. Really? Yeah, Brian Bowen. He got recruited in the uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That kid. I didn't know he was from Saginaw. Yeah, he was from Saginaw. Saginaw dudes, man. I <laughs> got hell of that. Louisville just recovered an onside kick. Oh, my goodness. Go crazy, fellas. Go crazy. 
Louisville's playing the number 14 Notre Dame right now. It's 7-6. There's a couple of onside kick with 7 minutes and 33 seconds in the third quarter. Oh, my goodness. The momentum has shifted. It has turned. What a block by this young man for that ball to go 10. Oh, they did a great job constructing this off this offsides, man. This was this is fantastic special teams. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, special teams is 33% of the football game. So if you win two to three phases of the football game, you're going to possibly win your game. That's called percentages. <laughs> what a shot. Who was that young man? Number 22 made that shot. He took he, he led that hit. What a what a shot, big fella! Boom! I gotta go see who that is. He smacked number fifty-two for Notre Dame. You know Notre Dame don't have names on the back of that jersey. Well, Chandler, my man. Yes, sir. It's been a heck of a show. Talking about winning in life, go crazy for U of L Cardinals. Uh, go crazy for you winning with the the, the golden ticket to the Falcons game. Uh, <laughs> go crazy to me for doing my stand up and my team winning Friday night. You know, this is the winner circle show. This is what we do. We win. There it is. That's it. I have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. There it is. Later.